Yo, 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 what it is, welcome to Up Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host here, Andy. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, The Dude. How's it going, buddy? Uh, all right. <laughs> How are you doing, man? It's... <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to remember, like, last time we recorded was probably, like, end of March, if I want to say. Yep. Right? And shit was just kind of starting to hit the fan, at least in my neck of the woods. I'm in upstate New York. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, since then, things have, uh... Steadily gone downhill, I would say. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but so I, I'm sure that's mostly the same for all of our listeners. People are struggling. No matter what your situation is, it's certainly weird and more difficult than it was before. So we're going to try and have a little joy here on the Album Nerds podcast yeah. where we share album recommendations that have been sitting on our shelf for quite a while now because we had our picks in what? Four weeks ago, and Probably, <laughs> here we yeah, are finally recording. <laughs> <laughs> finally get around to putting these on tape. But yeah, we do have some good records picked out for you. Welcome back. Yeah, we do. We got a half dozen records picked out for you, and uh, hopefully provide some good distraction, some good entertainment. Yes. Hopefully put a smile on your face. So we got, uh, what do we got in store for them today? Oh, boy. We have rock. We have a harder version of rock, often called hard rock. Country, oh. hip-hop, and um, post-rock. I'm not quite sure what post-rock is. Maybe we'll get into that later because if this is a post-rock world, I don't want to be in it, bro. <laughs> rock will always live on as long as we're doing this podcast at least. <laughs> true, true, true. All right, so should we yeah. get going on this stuff? Yeah, let's, uh, let's dig in and get you talking about these uh, album recommendations. All right, so me here with the first recommendation and this has been out for a little bit now came out in march of 2020 it's pearl jam gigaton and we're going to play the track super blood wolf moon All right, so that was Pearl Jam with Super Blood Wolf Moon from the album Gigaton. Now, Andy, you, you're not quite as hip or with it as I am, so you maybe haven't heard of Pearl Jam before. Uh, <laughs> See, I probably would be hipper. That's true. That's true. Actually, uh, uh, yeah. That so they they've been around since 1990, formed in Seattle. So the 90s bands are starting to fade. Pearl Jam probably won't be among them because they have established themselves um, with this 11th studio album. They're still going strong. People are still into their music, into seeing them tour live. They've got an elder statesman sort of respect in the business. So I don't think people will ever not know who Pearl Jam was or is. I hope. Yeah, it feels like they're kind of becoming like, like kind of like Rolling Stones yeah. kind of level. Like they're just synonymous with the rock in that generation. Well, yeah, and no, that's kind of some of the stuff that the reason they're still around and this com comes into play with this album to me is that they, unlike the other big grunge bands, your Nirvana's, I mean, Allison Chains is still around, but they lost Lane Staley, Nirvana lost Kurt Cobain, uh, Soundgarden lost Chris Cornell. I mean, there's just been a lot of implosions and sadness. Yeah. And uh, they, Pearl Jam had their 
share of problems internally in the band and all that stuff, just like they all do. But somewhere they learned some lessons and kind of grew up and the bands that they want to emulate are bands like The Who or artists like Neil Young. And I think they learned from those guys. I think those mm-hmm. those guys helped inform them on how to stick around, how to, how to do it your own way. And that's what they've done with this album. I mean, this is not anything like 10 or Versus or Vitology, those early records. This is the Pearl Jam right. of now, the mature Pearl Jam of now. They try some experiments, do some interesting stuff. I mean, what what's your take here? I mean, I'm a Pearl Jam fanatic, so I'll listen to anything they make. I like some better than others, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a fan too. I've listened, I could grew up with them almost the same as, as you did. But overall, yeah, I, re- I think this record's pretty good, actually. Um, it's probably one of my stronger ones in the 2000s, I think. In particular, the A-side, the first six or seven tracks, I think, are really solid. Yeah, I agree. There's a sharpness and like an energy that I haven't really heard a lot from them over the last couple of decades. So that's pretty exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. However, it felt a little disjointed to me. Like I feel like this album was probably made over the course of many years, as opposed mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. fresh feeling that their older albums had, especially the first two or three when they would jam together, write the songs as a group, and then record them. You know, kind of in succession, yeah. and and this is a little more, a little more deliberate. Mm. The, you mm-hmm. know, but also at the same time, the timing of it was released on March twenty seventh, and COVID wasn't around when this was being recorded. But right. somehow it kind of, as like Bruce Springsteen, his albums will just somehow mean something in a time it comes out. It's like, oh wow, that's totally about <laughs> this. It's like, no, it wasn't, but somehow it is. Right. And Gigaton, <laughs> big bomb. Yeah, it's not that the music or the the album isn't the bomb. It's what's going on in the world, and that's the what they were talking about. It just wasn't yeah. a COVID world, but the world's exploding, right. and it's going to get better. Is kind of the overall tone. So, yeah, I think overall it's a pretty positive record. I don't know. I, it, songs like "Super Blood Wolf" one that you just played there, yeah. and I think the opening cut, "Whoever Said," I think are are probably some of the more fun Pearl Jam songs I can think of in a while. I think overall, still, it's really solid. Yeah, I think it's. The best since the Avocado album, the self-titled 2006, yeah. I think that was. Yep, that was exactly what but I thought the, too. <laughs> the funny part is when I've I've listened to this album a lot, I keep having songs in my head yeah. and I realize they're not from it, but they're from the self-titled from 2006. Oh, you think they sound that I similar? I think there's some, there up. must be some similarities that my mind is making well, connections on. There are a couple of songs on here where I think riffs are like... Very yeah, there's some. There's songs. definitely some similar sounds from their more recent catalog. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, so the Super Blood Wolf Moon. That actually, there is a thing called that. It's like a lunar eclipse. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to get into the details, but that is a thing. Oh, okay, that's real. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you like Pearl Jam, you'll probably, you probably enjoy like this. this. It's a yeah. nice listen, and it'll probably get you to go listen to the old ones too, because that's what happened to me. So. <laughs> Go check out uh, Gigaton by Pearl Jam if you haven't already. And if you did, listen to it again, just for me. All right, Andy, what do you got? All right, so for my first pick here, the new release pick, we got uh, another rock record, a little bit more hard-edged rock here, as you said earlier, talking about the band Kevlar Tech. Wow, did you practice that for the last week Cause you, or the last <laughs> month? Because usually uh, you struggle. I've been saying it, saying it in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Got it down. Probably still wrong. Uh, the album is uh, Split, 
And this came out back in February of 2020. The cut we're going to play here is towards the beginning of the record. This is Discord. So that was Discord on the album Split by Kelvertech. They are a six-piece hard rock group from Norway, as becomes quickly evident as you go look through the track list and you see the prevalence of vowels and all the song names here, and probably a lot of words that don't look familiar. This is their fourth studio record. Past records have kind of spanned their sounds of like punk rock to like hard metal to like more psychedelic type sounds. So this record, I would say, has much more of that punk rock vibe to it. It sounds metally. It sounds met- very metally to me. Like I was surprised it was hard rock, not some form of metal. Metal. Yeah. So this record in particular was produced by Kurt Ballou, who I'm sure we talked about on past shows um, from Converge. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of records that, that I know we've recommended in the past. Um yeah, I think the songs on this record are a little bit easier, at least for me, to kind of swallow a little bit more traditional song structures. Um, there's even a couple of songs that have some English in them, so that makes them a little bit, a little bit more accessible. What did you think, man? Did you uh, I, end up warming up to this I one? I explored or? this one back in February when it came out, and it was really more the um, vocal stylings just didn't do it for me, and... It, it just, for me, kind of all the songs all blended together, so I didn't really... But I thought it was quality, and I meant to get back to it and never did, and then saw it on your list, and I'm like, that makes sense. I'm glad we were getting to <laughs> talk sense. about it. It just didn't quite yeah. strike a chord with me, but it, it didn't... I didn't, like, hate it or dislike it. I just couldn't quite find my way to it, you know? Gotcha. See, I always felt like their earlier records were a little bit more samey. Well, this is my first they, um, exposure to them too, so I didn't have any frame of reference. Yeah, the the last record was like really like black metal. Before that, it was a little more prog rock. So I just feel like a really good combination of of kind of like that prog and and punk and traditional metal sounds. So yeah, I mean the challenge for yeah. you know I me, mean, I always say I'm a lyric guy. When they're yeah. A, the the vocal style is a little tough to understand at times, and B, it's in a different language. Yeah, see, that's why I don't think it matters as much. Well, but I, I have no idea what's, what the songs are about, and I like well, I really... need that most of the time, <laughs> unless it's Pearl Jam, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's more about the energy and like the vibe and kind of the aggression. So, you know, I think it's a really solid, solid hard rock record, I guess, metal, punk, slash prog rock all those types of things if you're a fan you, this might be a, a, an interesting listen for you it is almost an hour long it's it's loud all the way loud and fast all the way through so prepare yourself for that but yeah once again the uh, the record is split by the group Calvertech. uh this came out came out back in february all right man now we're gonna get country as i usually do there just seem to be a lot of country records that come out and they're they're easy to find. It's hard to find it, uh, information on the artists. Gabe Lee. The album is Honky Tonk Hell, and so is the song.
All right, so that was Gabe Lee with Honky Tonk Hell from the album Honky Tonk Hell. This is his second album in uh, two years. Uh, His debut came out last year. He is a singer-songwriter born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. I love the attitude in the lyrics. So you could kind of hear it there, Honky Tonk Hell, co-written by Marcus King, by the way. Oh. That one's kind of just about being in Nashville and having all you know all these different uh, artists and people come in and make it their new home and try and make it in the country scene. Right. And they're not as legit and genuine as he is because he's born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. And I just kind of like the the vibe. It's kind of Hank Williams-y at times, Bob Dylan-y at times, but then Southern rock here and there. And it just kind of has this consistent sort of bravado to him, but it's in that simpler sort of country style, not the super stylized pop country. What do you think about mm-hmm. this, man? I don't know. I had a really hard time getting into it. So the things I like, usually like about country are like the storytelling and kind of like the intermittent mm-hmm. kind of portrayals of someone's life. And there wasn't a whole lot of that on here. I felt like there was more kind of general country songs. I don't know. It's not, certainly not bad. I mean, there's some really good lyrics. Uh, Emmy Lou was a song, sort of a Miss You yeah. Girl sort of ballad with p- had piano right. in it. It was more like Billy Joel than Billy Bob. <laughs> and But there was a line in it. He was talking about this tattoo that the girl had that, he, that is now gone and, and uh, he, that blackbird haunts his dreams. And I, there were little touches in there where I thought there was some good mm. lyrical uh, interplay mixed in with a little more, a lighter sort of feel, a little funkier sort of delivery than some of the other young country artists. So I dug it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'll keep my eye on him. I like the last album too, but I like this one even better. All right. So that was Gabe Lee with Honky Tonk Hell. Go check it out if you want to have fun or don't check it out if you want to be like Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Man. You just can't handle criticism, man. No. Keep giving these country songs. What do you expect me to say? I expect you to get your head right. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I really, I come with each one trying to open mind to really find something. I get you once in a while. You do. You do. Not everyone, but you do. Can I see your country? I'm going to raise you some hip hop, man. Yeah, that's what I get. Uh, that's exactly, that's exactly how I look at it. <laughs> All right, so this uh, second recommendation here is from the group Super Ego, talking about a short record that came out in March of this year uh, called Nautilus. We are going to play a cut right from the beginning of the record. This is Simulac Garage. Alright, so Super Ego are from Fremantle, Australia, a five-piece group, uh, founded pretty recently in 2015. This is the first time they come up on my radar, um, but I was pretty impressed by particularly the production on this record, forward-thinking rap styles as well, I thought. Uh, it's a pretty quick record. It's only like maybe 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure you appreciated that. <laughs> but I found it really enjoyable. Lots of cool ideas, lots of energy, uh, pretty fresh, futuristic vibe going on here. What did you think, man? 
I actually liked it. And part of the reason I liked it, not to be rude, was because it was short and it didn't feel overwhelmed by a hip hop record, which I often do, where I'm into mm-hmm. it for the first half. And then by the second half, I'm like, all right. The old man's had enough. Uh, and <laughs> right. and it, did, to... it did evoke some like mid-90s, late-90s hip-hop sounds to me. And it did sound like music, not just like some rhythm machine. So, yeah, I, I listened to it three or four times and enjoyed it. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. Kind of, there's some elements of nice hip hop, I suppose, in that there is some live instrumentation. Um, I guess a lot of these songs were actually written on guitar, which I've don't hear very often That's on hip hop cool. records. Yeah, so I mean, there's a much more sense of of melody and creating some something outside of just the typical, I guess, hip hop you'd expect to hear in 2020. Um, so if you're a fan, this reminded me a little bit of like the group Young Fathers out of Scotland, or more. Recently, a guy like uh, JPEG Mafia, I think this would definitely be up up your alley. And uh, so yeah, it's only 20 minutes, and it's really fun. There's pretty high energy all the way through. Once again, that album is Nautilus from the group Super Ego. It's worth, uh, it's worth 20 minutes of your time for sure. All right, we're done with the new stuff. It's about that time, my friend. Old dogs. All right, so I've got the first old dog pick this time around. We're going a little tribute to John Prine, who recently passed away related to this whole COVID thing. Uh, So uh, this is from the self-titled John Prine from 1971, his very first album. The track is called Your Flag Decal Won't Get You Into Heaven Anymore. So that was John Prine from the self-titled album from 1971. That song was Your Flag to Cal Won't Get You Into Heaven Anymore. A little bit of a mouthful, but he had a way of taking all those words and still making it work. I mean, that's a lot of words, doing flips of, you know, switching where words belong in a sentence to get it to Mm -hmm. make sense and to rhyme. Yeah. For people that don't know, John Prine was... um, Born in October of 1946, passed away April 7th of 2020. He had a lot of health problems over the last few years, and then COVID got him in the end. As far as I know, he only had one lung. He had had lung cancer, all sorts of stuff. So he's been touring up until recently. Yeah. Uh, came out with an album a couple of years ago that was very good. Mm-hmm. And he is so well Respected. Now, do you know how he was discovered, Andy? No, I never heard the story. So apparently, Chris Christopherson discovered him. Oh, okay. We love Chris Christopherson. He's excellent singer-songwriter, one of the uh, highwaymen, outlaw country heroes, and wrote a lot of songs for Janis Joplin and others. And yeah, so he he uh, he saw him and then let him open for him, and then he got discovered and signed the next day to Atlantic Records, and that's what kicked it off. Uh, signature songs like Illegal Smile, Sam Stone, Angel from Montgomery, and Paradise are all on this album. And it's very country-y. So how'd you deal with the twang, dude? You hate twang. I do. I do hate the twang. But somehow John 
gets me uh, look past the twang a little bit. Uh, you're so focused on the lyrics, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I'm just like so curious to hear like what what he's gonna say next. That doesn't really matter what's going on in the background as much. And it's a you know it's a pretty I don't know like those, there's not a whole lot of instrumentation going on. It's like a pretty stripped yes. down record overall. I mean there's there's twang, but there's not really much of like a rhythm section or anything like that. Yeah, it it has that. I mean in that era of the seventies, a lot a lot of country rock was happening too. So uh-huh. and folk and over. all that kind of thing. And a lot of these songs, yeah. including the song we listened to, are dealing with Vietnam and veterans right. and drug abuse and the, all the fallout from the war in Vietnam. So, you know, it's of its time, but the way that it's worded and it just makes it stories worth listening to. And mm-hmm. his influence, as we know, was seen in the work of younger artists. Uh, he mentored some artists, including Jason Isbell, Amanda Shires, Brandy Carlisle. These are all country artists. Sturgill Simpson, Casey Musgraves, Margot Price, and Tyler Childers. And I don't, I totally hear that in a lot of those artists. It's just, it's sad that he's gone, but I mean, there's some great records out there to listen to. So I highly recommend just checking out John Prime for the songwriting and the quirky lyrics and the, the personality that comes through and just good stuff. And wanted to pay a little tribute. Yeah, I'm glad that you did, man, because he really deserves it. He was. In terms of like American songwriters, he's got to be up there on the list. I just, I feel like he, like in the industry, he has a lot of notoriety, yes. but I feel like the general public, maybe at least in our generations yeah. or the last couple of generations, he's not nearly as well known and he should be. Definitely, definitely please go check out John Prine. Start with the self titled from 71, work your way through, listen to the oldest and the newest, you know, listen to the most recent as well because he still had it there on that last album. So that's John Prine, a John Prine. Jump Prime, jump Prime. All right, cool man. That's a great. That's a great pick, man. I'm glad uh, I hadn't heard that one all the way through before, so it was it wasn't really enjoyable. Um, all right, so for my old dog pick here, I got something much more recent. This is from 2011, from a post rock artist. And this is one I kind of struggled with on the, on the genre of is it post rock? Is it folk rock? I end up going with post rock mainly because of the guitar sound on this record. Talking about Y Oak and their record Civilian. And this came out way back in 2011. We are going to play a cut towards the middle of the record. This is Civilian. So this is uh, Y Oak's third studio record. Um, they are a duo from Baltimore, Maryland, made up of Gene Wozner and Andy Stack. And their sound has changed a lot over the years. Uh, this record is much more guitar-focused, which I thought is their strongest attribute. Gene has this really awesome kind of layered guitar with a ton of reverb, as I'm sure you heard there, uh, which I think sounds really cool. She can really shred as well. What did uh, what you think, man? It was your have you heard of Y Oak before? No, um, it just I guess I didn't really notice the guitar stuff. I, it just sounded like Dido or something to me, but it was okay. Again, it's like you know the stuff is aren't things that I just go I hate this or I don't you know I, I listen to it. I just like it's not it was good quality, nice quality recording, nice instrumentation and and all that. So I feel bad when I'm kind of like. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, me too. 
But yeah, it just, I had not heard of them. It just wasn't, it just, the, the energy that I required in the moment I was listening to it wasn't there. Well, this record, I listened to it for years before I really okay. ended up loving it. I think it has to do with kind of the, that hazy vibe to it. It feels very much like looking at like an old photograph to me. So it brings back lots of nostalgia. And the album cover actually is somebody like doing like a, a cannonball into like a, looks like a pond maybe. So it kind of reminds me of like summer vacations or, you know, just growing up as a kid and running around on the street and getting your knee scraped or whatever. So very nostalgic record for me mm. personally. Um, that makes a huge difference. Nostalgia plays a huge role. I think she has a way of delivering these lyrics that kind of she accentuates different parts of a song or part of a word that you might not expect. Mm. It makes it feel a little different to me. Uh, just it's really nice kind of turn of phrase in, in a way like not that she's a John Prine's level of songwriting but like she, I think she really meticulously picks out the words and how they fit together and just the little details I think were really paid attention to on this record and it, it sounds great so why Oak album is civilian all right so that was it that was where six album recommendations from two wonderful dudes <laughs> <laughs> Those are six album recommendations from two Splendiferous dudes. Yeah. Film. Splendiferous? Splendiferous. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you know what they were. Uh, so go check out those albums. And please, please, please tell us what you think of these and what you'd recommend. So email us, podcast at albumnerds.com. So, yeah, if you want to do the show south, subscribe. That'd be great. Leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be even better. And uh, hey, yeah, also we have all these songs we just played up on a Spotify playlist. Just search for Album Nerds. This is episode 106. You can just kind of listen along and maybe jump off from there, listen to the whole record, and oh my gosh, my heart would uh, grow three sizes. Yes. So that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that's the whole point here, enjoying albums as a whole. We love turning people on to that stuff. So we'll be back next time, another couple weeks with six more album recommendations to help raise your spirits i hope yeah hope everybody's doing well staying safe and staying healthy and uh yeah we'll talk to you in two weeks see you thanks for listening bye bye